0: Words like violence break the silence Come crashing in into my little world Painful to me Pierce right through me Can't you understand?
1: Hello, everybody. What's going on out there? Peeps, a little bit of silence up front there for you. A little Enjoy the Silence, that's originally by who? Who is it? Who is it, guys? The Pest Mode, that's who. Come on, get with it, guys. Girls, peeps, you know who you are. All the people out there, all the people over here, all the people over there, everywhere, whatever that song is, I don't know, who cares? Oh, look at there, got a little rhyme in there as we go what's been going on welcome to the show i'm your host as always uh brian dales that's my name host of craft conversations it's been a while it's been a long while actually let's find out um in order to do that i will go over here to the youtube channels Uh, let me go to my subscriptions because i do i do subscribe to my own show you know why would you not? Why would you not subscribe? That's what I want to know. So here we are, Craft Conversations. Let's go back the Wu Wei episode. Oh, huh, it was only a month ago. I thought it was longer than that. I did a On the Road episode a month ago. So did a couple shows a month ago. The little culmination of Zen, as you can see uh, right here. That's when we were up in the mountains, up in the boons of North Carolina. And um Yeah. So what am I even saying? What I'm saying is too much actually because this is supposed to be a show <laughs> it's supposed to be a show about silence. And I'm already talking too much, I'm already rambling. I'm already using too many words. But yeah, it's been a little while. I think it's almost been two months, to be honest with you, because I think the wu-wei episode Well, let's think about it. No, because if I did Yeah. It must have been when I got back. Um Or maybe I did it from the road. I can't even remember. That must have been about a month ago, actually. (laughs) Now that I think about it, it was. Because I did the whole culmination of Zen, Miss Cutie Pie. That was Labor Day weekend. That was my birthday weekend. So we went up to Boone. We went to Sunsville. We went to Boone. We went uh, down through Charlotte. Saw a couple concerts, some live music, did some hiking. Um, All that good stuff. So that was uh, right after all that or right in the midst of all that. Uh, when I was finding a little bit of zen up there with Miss Cutie Pie up in the mountains with the streams and the waterfalls and the woods and the nature and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, the song up front, that was uh, in, Embrace, Enjoy the Silence, by originally by Depeche Mode. That was actually, let me go back. I didn't plan on playing that one, to be honest. Not to be honest. Uh, I didn't plan on playing that one. That was by... The Anchorus. i don't even know who that is uh this was three days ago actually so when i originally looked it up i was just going to play the the original version from depeche mode back in the 80s and i saw that one i said you know why not give somebody else some love right i mean we've all heard the depeche mode version of it i was kind of going between that and sounds of silence or sound of silence by originally by art garfunkel simon garfunkel simon uh What's his name, Simon Pegg, Neil Simon, Simon, is it Neil Simon? Simon and Garfunkel. I know it's Art Garfunkel. (laughs) I can't even remember. I'm not going to look it up. But that's by The Anchoress. Um, Enjoy the silence part of her covers project. Pays homage in a shot-by-shot recreation of the original video. So I thought that was kind of cool. If you noticed, you noticed. If you didn't, you didn't. Or as the kids say these days, if you know, you know, right? Um, if I Y K Y K, If you know, you know. That's what the kids say, the cool kids say these days. The cool cats, the hipsters. Vow of silence. Uh, let's get into it. So I actually have some notes on the computer here somewhere. Let's find them. Here we go. I'll give you I'll give you a little a little shot of the notes. These are the notes. So I've got the Next Pod notes. I've got uh two days of silent notes, I've got the Mississippi River notes, because so we're gonna talk a little bit about the Mississippi River again today. So these are my notes I'm gonna follow. Matter of fact, before we do that, this God, I still got this shit up on here. Man, like an image. Uh we're gonna open up a craft bubbly sparkling water. Bubly? How you say it? Bubly, bubbly? boobly? You say it the way you want to say it. I think the commercial had Michael Bublé on there, so it was Bublé. Bublé sparkling water, but I guess you could consider this craft. You know, these people are crafting different versions of sparkling water out there. There's a bunch of different ones. Um, these are just some that I've had left over. I'm not even sure if they put dates on these things, like they do beers. Uh, I think they do, but I can't read it. You know, it's very small print there on the bottom of the can. It's in there somewhere. Very small, very tiny. Uh maybe I can read it now. I think it says twenty twenty four, maybe? I don't know. Who cares? This is the coconut pineapple bubbly. Coconut pineapple flavor with other natural flavors, whatever those other natural flavors might be, but what we're drinking today. Not drinking a beer today. These are the last of the ones that I have actually, the the bubbles, the Bubblys. i'm uh, not purchasing them anymore because uh, what happened i bought a soda stream guys so the soda stream is now my soda maker and the one that i bought actually came with two bubbly flavors it came with the blackberry and it came with uh, the lemon the lemon lime lime maybe it's not lemon lime maybe it's just lime flavor i don't know and then also man i tell you what i bought this stuff Templeton's. It's actually made, crafted here in in Charleston, South Carolina. It's a it's a uh, it's a soda, a cola, that is aged in bourbon barrels. So it's a, it's a soda a soda soda syrup. I can't even talk, guys. It's been so long. It's a soda syrup, syrup. How you say it? Syrup or syrup? Let me know in the comments. That uh, most people use in cocktails. So if you're making a drink. That You know, you put a little bit of cola in there, you put maybe some bourbon, you put some rum with it, whatever, you make a little craft cocktail. Um, I'm using it just as a sparkling soda, like a, a Pepsi. It's got a little spice to it. It's got a, it's a real unique flavor. I'm loving it. I bought it off of Amazon. The next time I'm going to get it here in town because it is sold locally, like it's total of wine, those type things. So if you have a soda stream, or even if you don't, if you just buy soda water, uh, tonic, whatever. Get some of that. Throw a, throw an ounce in there. I think per, I use an ounce per 12 ounces is what I use. And man, it turns out just fantastic. And I would highly recommend it. It's, uh, it uses natural, uh, cane sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup. So I don't know. I think it's a little bit better on the glycemic index and those type things, a little bit better for you than the high fructose corn syrup, the, the processed stuff, you know. So give it a shot. And uh, you know, get yourself a Soda Stream, guys. Stop going out there and buying and, and wasting cans, wasting bottles, uh, plastic bottles in general. If you're buying the plastic versions of sparkling water, the flavored stuff, get you a Soda Stream and make your own. It comes, the one that I got comes with uh, two liter-sized bottles. It comes with two canisters of CO2, and uh, hell, I, I don't know. I've I don't know how many bottles I've I've made so far. How many liters I've made out of that first canister of CO2? I'm still on that first canister and it's supposed to save like, I don't know, 180 16 ounce bottles of water, some shit like that. So let's let's pitch in, guys. If everybody pitched in and made just small differences in their daily lives, whether it be a soda streamer, whether it be getting an electric uh, lawnmower, electric blower, edger um getting an electric bike instead of driving your car all over the place even getting a golf cart i didn't used to be a big fan of golf carts especially not gas-powered golf carts but if you have the electric ones battery-powered ones i'm I'm more of a fan of them i used to say oh they're kind of bougie and and all these people got golf carts and let's be honest a lot of more bougie and, and they're out there just trying to show off their golf cart but if you're doing it for the environmental effect i applaud you and that's a good thing so if everybody just pitches in a little bit, you know, people say, oh, you know, not getting a, a plastic straw with your, with your, with your drink is not going to save the world. Well, it will if 7 billion people do it, you know, and then people will say stuff like, uh, well, we can do all we want to, but, uh, you know, China is the biggest producer of this and that and blah, blah, blah. So if they're not on board, then why should we on board, be on board? Well, because every, every journey starts with a small step, as they say, right? So if we get out there and lead the way and show people how it's done and uh you know we're all in competition this world for some reason whatever i don't know who made up competition but we're all in competition to be the best so if we're being the best at climate change and and at zero uh, net emissions and those type things then the rest of the world is going to try and and be better than we are at it so let's start a competition with the rest of the world and, and show them how it's done you know we can start off the trend. And I think we already have uh, with the Biden administration and what have you. I'm not gonna get into politics. I've, I've kind of stopped all that. Um, I'm stopping all the team mentality, all the competition, all the, let's be, I'm better than you type stuff. Um, and we do that through, you know, I'm a Democrat, I'm better than you as a Republican, or I'm Christian, I'm better than you as a Muslim, or I'm a Clemson Tiger, I'm better than you as a, as a Carolina Gamecock. and I haven't even watched football this year and again i'm not saying i'm better than anybody by not doing something but i'm just starting to realize that the way we've been brought up and the way we've been taught and the way we've been educated and that's kind of the direction the show is going into this is not even anywhere in my notes i've already gone off onto a tangent and i've wasted uh 13 minutes of your time so far not even talking about what's on my notes but um i'm i'm kind of out of the the competition mentality, you know, like I I have to have a a better degree than you. I have to have a better job than you. I have to make more money than you. I have to have a better car than you do. I have to have a better education. I have to have more letters after my name than you do. Um, it's all a competition in this life. And that just, to me, that just uh, brings on suffering because you're, you're suffering and you're, you're beating yourself up and you're causing turmoil and pain and, and stress trying to, to achieve that next thing and be better than that other person. Keeping up with the Joneses, as they say. I mean, it's right there in the Ten Commandments, if you want to follow that. And again, I'm I'm trying not to follow any dogma or any uh, certain religion, whether it be Taoism or whether it be Buddhism or uh, Christianity or uh, Judaism or any of the the mainstays, the, the superstitions, the dogmas that are out there. They all kind of point in the same direction, if you want to think about it. And uh, what's one of the commandments, right? Don't, uh, Don't cover thy neighbor's wife, don't cover thy neighbor's goods type things. Anyway, let's get off of all this. This is the Vow of Silence episode. Why is it the Vow of Silence episode? Well, it's because for the past two days, this past Saturday and Sunday, I did a Vow of Silence, guys. Uh, I've heard people do it. I've seen people do it. I know it it happens a lot with the the, the Shaolin monks and the Buddhist monks and I know people do it for various different reasons and all kinds of different religions and people do it just uh, for the hell of it and I decided why not. I'm always up for a challenge. I'm always up to to learn and to experience new things and to uh, put myself through some struggle because I think that helps us grow in some way, shape, or form. So I did a, a two-day vow of silence. Um, and that brings me up to uh, something I put on here. I'll put it up here on the screen. It says, uh, this is from Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu. Um, that wrote the Tao Te Ching. Supposedly, who knows? But he says, those who know do not speak, and those who speak do not know. Basically, hinting to the fact that, you know, just shut up those those that that know um know better than to to run their mouth all the damn time, which is not very conducive to not very conducive to a podcast if i'm from being if I'm thinking about it <laughs> but the less we talk, it seems like um, the more it seems like we know it seems like I've always been kind of not always, but as of late, as of the past few years, uh, the past five years, maybe uh, for sure, I've been uh, kind of a secluded person. I've I go out. I kind of keep to myself. I don't say much, and, and when I do say something, I I hope that it's it's kind of profound or it's it's something interesting to say. I don't just speak uh, just to hear myself speak a lot of times. Again, on this podcast, a little bit different, but. Um, yeah, it seems like the people that are doing all the talking are, or trying to prove something, prove that they know something. And most people that know something, if you look at all the, the historical philosophers of our time and and uh, scholars and and people that, that most people revere nowadays, as uh. As the wise ones. They didn't speak a whole lot, and when they did, they they had something to say, and they put it down, and. They said it, and then they moved on, but... what well, was something else I wrote down there. Uh, one may often regret having spoken, but rarely does one regret having been silent. You know, think about it. How many times had you put the proverbial uh, foot in your mouth, right? Uh, you said something you, you shouldn't have said. You were too quick to speak. You put your foot in your mouth. Uh, you pissed somebody off. You angered somebody. You insulted somebody. And those are things that you can't get back. And I've done that plenty of times in my life, especially during my marriage, my uh, almost 21 year marriage. There was many times where I should have just been silent. And I think we could have squashed a lot of our quarrels, a lot of our conversations, a lot of our yelling matches. Um, and I'm not putting it all on myself. Um, you know, there's sometimes when my ex-wife should have maybe been silent and not tried to continue the conversation, continue the fight. and and drag each other through the mud type thing so sometimes silence as they say is golden and a lot of times as humans we we say too much or we say the wrong things and we don't realize it until afterwards and then it's too late so that's pretty much what that one quote is saying is you often regret having spoken but rarely do you regret having been silent uh, one thing I was reading, uh, silence becomes uncomfortable after just four seconds. You know, although silence is often s- safer than speaking, anything we say could weaken our position. Um, people get uncomfortable in silences. Just when I was uncomfortable, just doing that five seconds or six seconds that I just did right there. Especially on a podcast, you know, a broadcast, a newscast. Uh, if you're a speaker, you're supposed to be speaking, and, and those are what they call dead space, or what they used to call dead space, in broadcasting. You didn't want dead air. Dead air was was not a good thing. You always had to fill that space with something. And I think now, a lot of the the a lot of the things now are telling you. I think people are realizing. People are coming coming into the know that sometimes less is more, that we should enjoy those silences. So anyway, I did a a two-day vow of silence. What did that mean? Well, what I did was I kind of planned it out, so I didn't just jump into and say, okay, hey, today I'm just going to be silent and uh, not have a plan, which I guess you could have done, or I could have done. But I kind of planned it a little bit, and I said, okay, these are the places that I'm going to go. I'm not going to go to some places that I might have gone because it was going to be more complicated and I didn't want to complicate it too much. I think I will in the future because I will definitely be doing more of these things, more of these challenges for myself, uh, for growth and um, uh, education. Uh, it's a teacher for me, a teacher of life, a teacher of uh, observing. But anyway, the rule was for myself, and there wasn't a whole lot of rules, but I just knew there were certain places I wasn't going to visit, you know, there was going to be uh, frustrating for myself and for others. And as it went on, you'll see um, from Saturday to Sunday, it got a little bit uh, more challenging. I challenged myself a little bit more. But I, what I did is I told myself, and I left, this in, I left this in another room, but I had a notepad, a little uh, military style notepad, flip pad, like you would see. You know, the cops out there, and the detective, the investigator, flipping his notepad over and writing down notes and stuff. So I took that with me, and um, I would write down some certain things if I needed to say something, or if I wanted to relay information to someone. Um, I kind of prescribed a couple things in there, scribing meaning wrote down a couple things in there. So one thing I wrote down was, hello, I am doing a vow of silence right now. That way, when people started speaking to me, instead of just being rude and ignoring them or not paying attention to them or just nodding and acting like an idiot, especially with people that knew me, that knew that I could speak, um, I would show them that notepad and say, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. And people say, oh, that's cool. Or, oh, okay, weird. Or, oh, well, I'd love to ask you why you're doing that, but I guess you're, you're not speaking, so you can't even answer that question. Um, so there was different responses even to me just showing somebody that that notepad i'm kind of off topic i had a thing of a list of about 19 different things here that i observed over the the, net, the last two days and i'll get into to some of them but that's this is actually on the list somewhere i think uh something else you know i knew i was going to go to my cop my, my my favorite coffee shop every morning you know, like cutie and i uh, do every morning so i knew that uh, some people i just walk in and they say okay do you want your regular and i could have just nodded um in agreement and said yes and they would have known exactly what i wanted but I knew in my mind that sometimes there's some people up there that don't quite remember my order or they might be a brand new person. So I went ahead and pre-wrote that into the, the thing as well, exactly what I was going to get when I went to the coffee shop. Um, yes, yeah, so I had a few things that had the words thank you written down, that way I could you know thank somebody for whatever. Um, what else? Somebody at the coffee shop did say exactly those same things I just said. that. Uh, well, I'd love to ask you why you're you're doing a vow of silence, but I guess you can't answer me. So I wrote that down in the book, and I said, I don't even remember what I said now. It's a, a personal challenge. Um, I want to observe uh, the world in silence, or so I can't remember what my what my answer was when I wrote that down in the book, but there in the notepad. So we did that. You know, I walked up to the coffee shop. That was the first thing we did that first morning. Um, I didn't even say anything to cutie pie cutie pie was part of the silence you know normally I would say hey cutie pie let's get up you ready to go get some coffee you ready to go get a pup cup or whatever the case may be or come on let's go get in the truck you know those type things um, I did a lot of snapping you know for cutie and I did a lot of you know clicking the tongue and um, whistling and whatever so not necessarily silence I was making some noises with my mouth but uh, I had to have some cues to cutie to to do what I expected her to do in a different way so we did that we went up to the coffee shop I walked in of course just like I suspected or maybe uh, had planned on there was somebody at the counter that that did not know my order so hello good morning how are you today I just nodded I gave him a thumbs up Um, what can I get you I showed him my notepad you know this is what I wanted I wanted this 24 ounce Iced Americano. This was the first day I went up there. I wanted a a 20-ounce ice water, and I wanted a pup cup. Okay, thank you. That would be blah, blah, blah. Um, I wrote down, I'm also military, so I got my military discount. Went back out. (coughs) Waited. I'm not going to go through the whole day. Anyway, went back in. The girl said, hey, how are you today? And that's when I showed her the thing. Hey, I'm doing a vow of silence. Oh, why are you doing that? I'd love to ask you, but you can't answer. Uh, We went back outside. We normally have... there's a bar fitness studio right next door outside. So all these people come in and out of this bar fitness studio. It's always women. I think that's the only people that go to this thing. And they always come by and say hi to cutie. Sometimes they'll say good morning to me, what have you. We'll have a little conversation with a couple of them and talk about things. And um, I had to show them the notepad, a few of them that, that wanted to. And sometimes people would come up, it was interesting. Let's go into some of this stuff. So I had anxiety about it to begin with myself. So I was anxious about it. I knew that when I uh, wasn't responding to people that they were going to be anxious about it. Um, I didn't know how I was going to interact with the world. Um, I did know that I had my notepad, that that was going to help kind of bridge that gap a little bit. I was uh, When I went outside to the coffee shop and sat outside at, my, at our normal table, I was nervous uh, when people would walk by, people that I didn't know, people that I didn't know, people that I would normally interact with, I got a little nervous. I didn't really make eye contact with them like I would normally make eye contact. I kind of just nodded and people would talk to me and I'd just nod and I would smile and, you know, just do kind of some head movements. Like I'm listening to you. I'm acknowledging what you're saying, but I can't really talk. Some of them would just keep on talking and and I'm not even saying a word. And we would be, (laughs) we would be 45 seconds, a minute into a conversation um, where they've done all the talking. So it was kind of interesting. And then eventually they would pause, and, and now they're expecting me to give a response besides just a head nod, and that's when I would turn the, the notepad around and say, look, um, I'm doing this vow silence. Oh, okay, well, uh, bless you, or good on you, or good for you, or okay, interesting. And they would move on. Um, and that's with number five. Um, I carried a notepad with a couple sentences for situations, uh, one explaining what I was doing, why I was doing the vow of silence, uh, one had my coffee order. One said thank you one explained why i was doing it and those types of things um the other part of the vow of silence that i decided i was going to try and do you know normally i would be up there listening to uh, watching some youtube videos or i would be uh, listening to my audiobook on the way up to the coffee shop and the way uh, and on the way back i would maybe be listening to some music on the way up and back i decided that during these two days i was going to limit the listening that i was doing uh, through earbuds or through my hearing aids or what have you and i decided i was only going to read and i downloaded a book specifically for that most of the books that i read nowadays are i listen to on on um, audible but i decided to to go back and use my old school kindle and actually download a book this was a uh, matter of fact this was uh, what i got into krishnamurt- uh, Krishna krishnamurt krishna Murti, I'm not sure how you say his name, but the book is called Think on These Things. And I said, well, this is a philosopher of sorts. He's a, he's a scholar. He's well known for his deep thoughts and thinking. And I said, what better book? What better book could I read than a book on thinking on these things? So while I was sitting up there at the coffee shop or even sitting here in the trailer or sitting in my at my parents' house while I was not speaking, I was mainly Uh, Maybe reading an article, you know, on the internet, or I might have been uh, reading and uh, browsing through this book. So I picked up some very, very good stuff by doing that. So I ended up using a a different version of learning, a different version of of experience in the world by going back to doing some reading versus some listening, uh, using a different sense than I would normally use, right? So I did that. Um, what else did I say on here? It was weird that it was not weird for me, but it was weird for the other people. So I, I didn't really think it was weird. You know, a lot of times I go out and I don't say a whole lot anyway, but I've never really gone out and not spoken at all. So it was a, a tiny bit weird and a little uncomfortable for me, but it felt like it was more uncomfortable for the other people. Um, and I also noticed the, the self-absorption of people that that still had to tell you everything about their day or about them, even though you weren't responding. Like I said, that one person that sat there and had a conversation with me without me saying a word for about 45 seconds to a minute, maybe even longer, uh, before I interjected and said, look, I I, I appreciate your, your, your conversation that you want to tell me these things, but I can't respond right now, or I'm not going to respond right now, but, um, just how some people were self-absorbed and they just had to tell you about their day or they had to tell you what they were doing or what they were thinking or what was on their mind even though you weren't saying a word. Um, and it, also that kind of leads into number 10 here that I wrote down. The narcissism of people that need to to grasp onto you. Um, they need you to respond and it was hard for them. You could you could feel the the tension. You could feel the, oh, mm, I, I have these things I want to say to you and and I'm trying to grasp onto you, but my hands are just slipping off of you. You're you're like a greasy, um, you know, a greasy person that I can't get a hold of. And I really want to get a hold of you and and tell you these things. So the narcissism of of people that just had to. They needed you to be there for them. They needed you for that interaction. Uh, another interesting thing I, I put down here, number 11, uh, I still talked in my dreams, which I thought was kind of weird. Even though I was doing a vow in silence, and, and you know, my, my subconscious and my conscious are kind of one and the same. They all come from here. They all come from your brain, from your mind, from, from your inner self. And even though my outer self was not speaking, my inner self still decided to speak. So I thought it was kind of strange. I thought maybe within a dream I would even not speak because my subconscious would know that that's what we were doing right now. But it had its own, it was in its own world, which is kind of what a dream is, right? It's another dimension, some people say, or other many dimensions that you go into. And we're gonna get into a dream I had uh, last night, as a matter of fact, here momentarily. We're 31 minutes in, I wanna try and keep this fairly brief, so I kinda wanna work through these things. Um, I realized how much noise there really is by being silent you know I, I, I kind of uh, like I said I wasn't listening to stuff in my in my headphones or in my earbuds or in my hearing aids I was uh, was turning all that off and I was not speaking so that vibration was not coming out of my head So that allowed me to hear everything else and it was kind of interesting um, you know normally I'd, like I said I'd be listening to music or podcasts or books or YouTube or the news um, you know the TV uh, constantly need this chatter chitter chatter uh, just to break the silence that you'll have with people out of the bar or out at the restaurant or out at the coffee shop um lawnmowers leaf blowers oh these are these are things that that i was hearing so but those are also some things that i would normally be interacting with but these are things that i'm now hearing that because i was having conversations with other people or because i was plugged in i i didn't notice as much the things that were going on so i might go to a restaurant or i might be um, sitting inside my parents' house, and I noticed, uh, you know, the TV more often. I noticed the con- constant needless chitter-chatter of my parents or people at the coffee shop or people that were sitting next to me uh, having a conversation just to break silence. And, and a lot of times it was nonsensical stuff that really could have not even been said. <laughs> just talking just for the sake of talking. Um, I would hear lawnmowers. I would hear leaf blowers, uh, gas-powered cars going by, notifications from uh, my phone, other people's phones, you know, messages going off. I mean, you've got Facebook, you've got messages, you got Instagram, you got Messenger. All these things that are giving you a ping, 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 letting you know you have a notification. So every 45 seconds you can look at your phone and you can plug in, you can interact, right? So I, I noticed a lot more of that stuff going on. and You're like, wow, there is a lot of other noise going on that I'm not even paying attention to, that I'm, I'm not even aware of. Uh, a dog barking or um, a fence rattling, uh, the stream flowing, uh, the leaves rustling, rustling, uh, the birds chirping, just whatever. All kind of noise that you're missing by being plugged in all the time. Uh, but all this other noise that I talked about, the YouTube and the music and the, the chitter chatter and the TV and the, the notifications, all that is just a never-ending assault on the mind, on your senses, it's a wonder we ever get anything done. And it makes you wonder what more could you get do without all the clutter, all the stuff that is filling up your inbox of your mind, that is uh, filling up that hard space and, and, and taking up that memory that you could free up for other things. Um, even though you're not physically sometimes doing stuff, you know, I'm not sitting there typing, I'm not turning a wrench, I'm not working on something physically, Um, But your mind is having to process all those external influences that you're putting into your head, and it takes up space. It takes up hard drive. It takes up memory that you could free up to do other things if you could just have some silence. Uh, What else do I have written down here? I observed how often people criticize and argue and disagree. You know, I was listening to, observing other conversations and kind of more in tune to the surroundings around me. Even though I'm very in tune, I'm very situational awareness for the most part. I might not hear all the stuff because I I might be plugged in, but I am always very aware of my surroundings. Uh, How many people are in a building, where the exits are, what's going on, if these people are having a fight, if this person looks like he's about to lose it, he's having a bad day, this person's drinking real heavily, uh, this person's having a, a, a fight on the phone. You know, so I'm always aware of those things, I'll see them, but I may not physically uh hear them so i'm not dialed in with all my senses i guess i'm I'm seeing it um but i'm not hearing it Um, i'm not smelling it you know even my smell kind of gained a little bit of sensibility or sensitivity i guess not sensibility um it was funny i went up Saturday I actually uh, rode my bike and normally I would be plugged in I would be listening to an audiobook or listening to music and I turned that off and just listened to the wind uh listened to the to the birds to other people walking by dogs barking whatever got more in tune with with the trail and and what was in my surrounding area but I went up to Lowe's Foods and I I decided to sit there and 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 partake in that because again normally I'm plugged in I decided to go up there and have a couple drinks a couple beers, uh, two-beer limit is what I've, I've set a limit on myself. Um, and only one beer per hour is all that I will allow myself, if I drink. So I'm not drinking every day. If I do drink, I limit myself to one, two drinks max. And I only allow myself to have one drink per hour. So I'll, I'll order my first drink. I'll look at the clock and say, okay, it's 5.30 right now. I'm going to sip on this drink or finish it, but I will not order another drink until it's 6.35. And I'm an hour in, and I've given that first drink time to assimilate and and process and and mostly get out of the body uh, before I'll have a second one, and then it's going to be two max. That's it. Because what I've learned, and I'll get into this a tad, but what I've learned through this class that I just finished up on September 30th, I talked about it last podcast, I believe is uh, that a lot of uh, the problem with drinking is um, not drinking itself but it's how much and how often do you drink and we learned some rules in that class the zero one two three rule and i'll get into it a little bit but you want to have zero or low risk Uh, the number one is one drink per hour the number two is only two drinks per day and the number three is three drinks max on any given day so if you're only drinking two drinks per day um, that's 14 drinks in a week so you can have three drinks max in a day but you can't max out every single day because that would be what that would be 21 drinks so on occasion you could have a three a third drink Um, not recommended but if you did that let's say i did two days and i had three drinks per day now i'm up to six so what's that lead me? I've got eight more drinks that I could potentially have throughout the week to equal 14. So there's magic numbers out there and it's scientifically proven uh, based on numbers and based on data and based on analysis and studying and and based on uh, DUIs and fatalities and incidences and occurrences of uh, people drinking alcohol, they've determined that these are the limits that are set that can best guide you and and keep you out of trouble a little tangent there i didn't mean to go off on that but uh where else was i here um the second day i went to the sushi bar i decided let's go to sushi i had two different sushi places in mind that i was going to go to one was wild ginger it's one that i go to uh, once a week maybe at most usually every other week but i have to interact i have to actually do my ordering i have to say it out loud. I could have used my my notepad, but I decided to go to King's Sushi to make it a little bit easier on myself. They have actually a piece of paper where you put a check mark next to, or not a check mark, you put a mark next to the things that you want to order and you'll put down a one or a two, how many of them you want, and you just slide that out to the end of the table. The waitress comes by, takes it, and they bring you what you ordered. So you really don't have to talk. Um, I went in there, I had to order up uh, my drink, so that's not on the menu, so I wrote down unsweet tea, showed it to the waitress, her name was Jenna, and I'd never met Jenna before. She just made the assumption that maybe I was deaf or maybe I was hard of hearing. Um, That's, you know, one of the reasons that somebody would do that, show you a notepad instead of actually speaking and ordering, so she just made the assumption, which is fine. You can make assumptions, and that was okay. So, she nodded and said, "Okay, I'll get it for you." She went, brought back my unsweetened tea, but she also brought back a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, I don't have it in my in my uh, pictures over here, but on that piece of paper, she actually wrote down, "Hello, my name is Jenna. How are you today?" And um, so I said, "Oh, you know, okay, very good." And uh, She also wrote down she she took the paper back and she wrote down uh, wasabi question mark ginger question mark And I pointed at uh, the wasabi. I didn't want any ginger. So I pointed at wasabi. She said, okay, got it She went back brought me wasabi And (laughs) I When she brought brought me the wasabi I already had my tea and I had the wasabi and I think she had brought me uh, my two things of um of a tuna appetizer that i had ordered so when she brought brought it back she did sign language saying okay and i said right i motioned to her gave her a thumbs up yes so she was actually doing some sign language so she was really involved she really wanted to to communicate with me as a customer and not just be um, uncomfortable or anxious or anything she found out ways to try and communicate with me knowing that i had Um, a barrier in communication so instead of I didn't want to make her any more comfortable than I had to and I didn't want her doing stuff that she didn't need to be doing based on what I was doing so I took that piece of paper that she had while she was away and I wrote down there hey look I'm doing a vow of silence that's why I'm not speaking Um, and I told her that I appreciated her her efforts and and what she was doing I gave her a little smiley face so um, from that point on uh, we still continued to write a couple things and she had a good laugh about it and said oh uh, haha, ha, I, I, I wasn't sure what was going on. So I was in the back trying to remember my sign language. So man, she was fantastic. I actually left a, a note on, on their, on their webpage and on, on Facebook that I really appreciated Jenna's efforts that, uh, she went above and beyond trying to accommodate me as a customer. And that was, um, it kind of choked me up a little bit to, to know that, that, uh, she was out there trying to be that accommodating for me. And being that concerned and 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 uh, and caring about her customers, so I made it a point to to recognize her for that, and I hope they they showed her that uh, note that I left on there, and and um, I hope it made her day. Uh, what else? So so that was number fourteen about the waitress there. Um, I turned off the news. Guess what, guys? The world is still still here. Um, It didn't go anywhere, Um, everything, the sun still rose, the sun still set, the the breeze still blew, uh, the the sky was, the clouds still came out, the birds still sang, all that good stuff. So don't worry if you're thinking about doing a vow of silence and you're worried about how how am I going to get my news, how am I going to survive, how is the world going to continue if I don't find out uh, what Biden did or what Trump is doing and how the court case is doing and uh, what's happening in Israel or Ukraine? Trust me, you'll, you'll be just fine. The world will still continue. Uh, what else? So these things, these three things, I actually wrote down during my walk today. As a matter of fact, uh, while I was walking, Cutie, today, I was plugged back in. Actually, I plugged back in for a second. I put my audio audio book on, and I said, "You know what? Let me stay unplugged during this walk, and let's let's continue to uh, unplug from time to time." And I, I feel like it's a good thing to to listen to nature and to listen to just the world outside, listen to to the universe and what's going on. So I even slowed down on the walks with Cutie during our our two days of Vow of Silence. And I let her roam a little bit more and explore instead of, um, you know, normally I'd be saying, come on Cutie, let's go, come on, leave it, you know, uh, leave it, let it go, don't bother it, come on, let's walk. Um, And I would kind of uh, be in a hurry and I would kind of uh, hurry her along and maybe I was upending and and, and Interrupting her walk, you know, maybe she wanted to have some silence and maybe she wanted to Explore some things and, and I was interrupting her her walk In a way I would think that she was interrupting my walk sometimes, you know, so I tried to to be more mindful of what she was doing and how she was exploring The world and and what she was taking in and smelling and hearing and and observing and watching so I I tried to to be more cognizant of that and I let her roam and explore a little bit more Um, I slowed everything down not just my mind but uh, all the things I was doing excuse me and just tried to be uh, more in the moment and more present Uh, one time over the weekend I did have a break in my silence when I was walking cutie Uh, We were walking here in the neighborhood and I walked, uh, we were uh, coming up on a man, an older gentleman that had a cane, was walking, he had had this wide brim hat on and was walking kind of slowly and shuffling a little bit and walked past him and gave him a nod and a wave because I wasn't speaking and it was really weird when we walked by him, Cutie seemed curious, even a little afraid as we passed him. Uh, She kept looking back. Adam and then I I would kind of tug on her leash because I wasn't saying you know come on or leave it cutie or pay attention or or walk so I gave her a little tug on the leash and she would walk for a a couple more steps and then she'd turn around again and pull a leash turn around I mean she was almost turning in her entire body and turning around looking at this gentleman and I didn't turn around look I didn't want to be weird and be be awkward and, and make the guy uncomfortable so I don't know maybe he was doing something maybe he was gesturing to her maybe he was pointing at her I don't know what he was doing, maybe nothing, probably just walking. But she was very inquisitive about this guy. And we probably went through this whole charade for about a quarter mile or more. She just would not leave this guy alone. And most people we pass, even if they're walking a dog, um, she'll give a look for a second and I'll say, leave it. Or I'll say, come on, and she'll just continue walking. But this time she just would not stop having an interest in this gentleman. So eventually I had to, to break my silence and say, cutie, stop it come on let's go leave it and um, eventually she did but man I was very I'll use the word upset because I was very upset with her because normally that's not the norm for her she would not be unruly like that and I say unruly I mean she's a dog she's inquisitive she's going to be she's going to do dog stuff I can't expect her to do human stuff she's not a human But anyway, I had to break my silence and kind of figure out what was going on with her. And and then I went back to being silent. Uh, But there was just something about this man that she did not like or was afraid of or disapproved of. Uh, Like I said, about a quarter mile or so she did this. Very strange. And it was really the first occurrence for her. I've never seen her react like that to anybody that we've encountered. And in the three plus months that we've been together now and we've been to the campsites we've been to, to venues we've been to concerts we've been to the coffee shop uh, restaurants whatever walks numerous different things dog parks and she's never interacted like that with somebody so there was something off it's really weird and, and you know they say dogs can can sense stuff and i guess there was something she sensed but and then also realized probably like this podcast that there was a lot of nonsensical words that i would say maybe not nonsense but words that Got in the way of life and and just observing during our walks the just walking with cutie and saying, you know Hey cutie do you hear that you hear those birds over there or are you having a nice you having a nice walk cutie or Isn't this a beautiful day? Look how beautiful it is outside today. Look at that beautiful sunset cutie. Oh my gosh Um, Why do we do that? Why don't we just enjoy those things instead of having to add noise into those moments, why can't we just Look at the sunset and say to ourselves in our mind, that is an awesome sunset. That is a beautiful moon right there. That is, oh my God, look at that ocean. Look at the sun shimmering off the water. Why do we have to explain that to somebody else? Why can't we just enjoy it? The other person's enjoying it. We enjoy it in silence. You know, I think a lot of times that uh, those things take away from what you're actually supposed to be taking in. Instead of saying, man, look how beautiful it is, just look at it and let it be beautiful. But that was another thing I, I kind of learned, is uh, you don't always have to say something. You don't always have to explain what you're looking at or what you're observing or what you're enjoying. Just enjoy it. Um, crazy dream. Okay, so we'll get into this real quick. You know, we're 50 minutes in. God damn it, I'm trying, trying not to go too far. Again, I don't know if it was the silent thing and it really ramped up my dreaming. Had pretty vivid dreams. I always had pretty vivid dreams, pretty lucid dreams, but um, I had really a lot of vivid dreams and, and pretty much I felt like throughout the entire night, both nights, Saturday night and Sunday night. But last night I woke up about I don't know, I went to bed pretty early. I probably I probably went to sleep about ten o'clock and about midnight I remember waking up and I woke up to this dream from this dream. I was in the woods. <clears throat> there was a, 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 a dirt path in front of me. There was somebody with me. I don't know who it was. It, it, I've been watching Survivor. Maybe it was Jeff Probst or something, you know, uh, someone similar. But it felt like to me it was like a game show. It was like a survival game show. Like if you ever watched uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Running Man, you know, back in the day. So it was almost like a game show. And, and, and the instructions were, look, you're going to walk along this path. And eventually there's going to be a bear that comes out and tries to attack you. And your job is going to be to avoid this bear or fight this bear. And you have to get past this bear to win the game. Uh, You have to defeat this bear to win this game. And um, if not, you're going to die. You know, the bear is going to kill you. So that was the instructions that I got kind of loosely. I mean, I felt like I had the instructions. Maybe I didn't actually hear them in the dream, but I felt like I knew the instructions. I knew what was going on. What, what the game was all about or what the dream was all about. So I began on this path. Next thing you know, this bear comes out. Um, on the first first time, it came out from the left. I'm looking out this window here. I just saw somebody going by. But uh, the first time this bear came out from the left, as soon as this bear came out, I got scared and I woke from this dream. And I'm like, "Ooh, wow, that was kind of a scary dream. Um, a bear came out and was uh, trying to attack me. So what was that all about? Um, didn't really think much of it. You know, most times I wake up from these dreams. Sometimes I don't even open my eyes. I just, I realize that I'm awake and I'm like, ooh, wow, that was a, that was a crazy dream. Sometimes I'll, I'll try and tell myself to go back to that dream and a lot of times I can. A good majority of the time, really, 80 to 90% of the time, I would say I can dive back into a dream multiple times after waking. Uh, this particular time I did wake up. My eyes did open. I think I might have even gone to the bathroom and come back. I went back into this dream, started back from the start, got the same instruction. I started walking upon upon this path again. I looked off to my right this time and I could see almost like a hill and almost like the moon. It was, it was nighttime in both, in both instances and I could feel, I could see like a, a moon coming down like these two dogs, maybe they were wolves, but it was like these two wolves, you know, like you would see in a movie, the wolves looking up at the moon type thing. But I think they were dogs. In this instance so I turned uh, that toward that direction toward the toward the dogs and as I turned down this new path going toward the the canines of whatever sort they were all of a sudden a bear appeared again big bear big brown bear appeared in front of me and all of a sudden uh, I didn't wake up this time I was engaged I started to battle this bear and the funny thing was this has never happened to me before that I can think of. In all of my dreams, and this probably is the same for you, it's the same to most people I've explained this to thus far. Most people feel like they're kind of in slow motion, you know, when they're fighting somebody. If you're if you're throwing a punch, you throw a punch like you're underwater, maybe even. And when if that punch lands on somebody, it just barely lands. You don't really hit anybody with any force. You don't really do any knockout blows type things, at least in my dreams. And most people, again, like I've spoken to have the same type of situations where you're in slow motion sometimes you can't even move you try and scream and it's like a little peep that comes out you can't even really get a good scream out in this instance I was throwing blows and I say throwing blows I was actually on my back so I think when I approached the bear the bear came at me and I went backwards and I fell down I was on my back and I think this is because I was laying in bed lying in bed and I started kicking up at this bear. So I'm doing like up kicks like you would see in the UFC or whatever, so, you know, the opponent is kicking up at the person coming down at them and trying to kick them in the face or kick them in the chest or kick their legs or whatever. So I'm doing the same thing and I'm kicking with everything I've got. And I've never had this happen to me in a dream before where I'm throwing full force stuff within my dream. Throwing these kicks, I'm kicking the bear in the chest, I'm kicking the legs, I've kicking it up in the chin sometimes. All of a sudden, these two dogs that were over here kind of looking in the opposite direction, looking at the moon. Now they turn and come and see what the commotion is. They start coming at the bear as well. They start trying to attack the bear. They're growling. They're gritting their teeth. they baring their teeth. They're trying to attack this bear too, and get. And I guess they want to get the bear away from me just, just as much as I do. So I'm kicking at the bear. The dogs are coming in. The bear turns his attention on the dogs. That makes me even more uh, Reverent and trying to attack this bear. I'm like, you're not gonna attack these dogs I'm gonna get you away from the dogs now, too. So I'm trying to get the bear away from me I'm trying to get the bear from attacking the dog. I'm kicking as hard as I can. I Finally defeat the bear and I awake When I wake and normally I've got the covers up on me, you know, I'm, I'm like this up on the pillow I've got the covers to my shoulder or maybe to my to my lower arm to my elbows or something the covers are completely off I normally lay on one side of the bed and, you know, if the covers are off of me, they're just off on that side of the bed. The rest of the bed is actually still made, you know, when I wake up in the morning. This time, last night, the covers, the the quilt and the sheet, the the comforter the sheet, were off all the way at the end of the bed. I sit up in the bed. There's no covers. I see them at the end of the bed and I look and I say, "Where Where the hell is Cutie? Cutie's bed is not even at the end of the bed or blanket's not at the end of the bed. So I get up and I, I peek over and I get off to the off the end of the bed and I look down and Cutie's down on the ed, on the end of the bed, uh, looking scared to death. Her bed is down there. Her is down there. Everything is off the bed. I look over to my right. I've normally got my computer. This computer that I use right here, it's normally in my bed. I watch movies and whatever on the computer. I've got my headphones on. The computer and the headphones are off the the, the side of the bed. The computer is upside down, I'm figuring the screen is probably toast, it probably cracked everything, damaged the computer. Everything is kicked off my bed. So, I believe that's why I had full strength in my dream, is because I had no, nothing binding me. You know, normally you have the covers on top of you and that's why maybe you can't throw punches and kicks like you normally would in a real fight because you're bound. You're, you know, you're in a, in a mummy state in this bed. So, I went wild, and I'm all of a sudden I'm off the edge of the bed, and I'm apologizing to cutie. I'm like, oh, my God, cutie, did I kick you? Did I kick you off the bed? Did I hurt you at all? Were you scared? Did you jump off the bed? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened. The first time ever that has happened to me, that everything has been thrown, that I've had full strength in a dream, even my screams and yells that I was doing, hey, Barry, get out of here, you know, was full, full volume. Super, super weird dream. I got up. I did. Um, I did some searching on the internet. Actually, uh, damn it, I can't look it up because it is on my phone, on my text messages. But I actually looked it up. Um, damn it! What did I look up? Hold on one second. I think I wrote it down here. I. I searched Dreams about fighting a bear, yeah. So let me let me Google that real quick and I'll tell you what I found. Dreams about about fighting a bear. So let's look it up and I'll I'll put you on the screen here with me. Dreams about fighting a bear. An expression of rage or anger, That anger. that's not what I read. I think this is what I read right here. I got up, this was like 2 a.m. in the morning, so I, I woke up the first time at midnight, then I woke up again at 2 a.m. with this dream. And this is taking a second because my connection is not that great out here. But I woke up and immediately texted both my sons and I said, man, I just had this craziest fucking dream. Um, and I looked it up and I searched, you know, interpretation of this dream, and this is what I found out. And it's not coming up right now. As soon as it does, I'll let you know and we'll get into it. But basically, I looked up. Oh, here we go. Stand by. Let's go back. So uh, what does it mean if you dream about a bear? So here's what I found out. Uh, Number three kind of applied to me. So if you dream about a brown bear, seeing a brown bear represents harmony, balance and integrity in the physical world. It could be a sign that you need to get out into nature to ground yourself or it could mean you have a calling toward conversation or protection or conservation or protection of nature so I don't know maybe because I was uh, more in tune with nature um, I had a dream that, that kind of interpreted those types of things you know nature and, and wanting to conservation and protection of nature and the world and the universe and those type things And it was specifically a brown bear, so that kind of made sense. And then if I went through and and dug in more, I went down and and kind of got into number five here. Um, Why is this thing not... This thing is not interacting here. Is it? No. My screen is not moving with me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm thinking you're looking at something that's not even working. For some reason, it's disconnected, I guess. So I I got into number five. It says, when you are fighting a bear, the meaning is altogether different. If you win a fight against a bear in your dream, which I, I won, or if you kill a threatening bear in your dream, it is a sign that you have or are in the process of overcoming whatever obstacles or fears standing your way. You have the strength and the conviction to push push beyond any barriers and anything holding you back your power is at full strength i don't know two days of silence maybe boosted my you know my strength uh, like you would in nintendo or a video game or something i I got got super strength going on because i i kind of reconnected and i i uh delved deep into my inner self and and i um regained uh, all my superpowers that i had i don't know strange that that those things happen kind of uh in in, in sync with each other you know so oh and i think it came up here now yes yeah, so you can see it there now uh number five so it gives you all these different instances and again it's not scrolling but if you see two bears fighting if a bear was aggressive, if the bear was friendly, if the bear was outside your home, um, if you became a bear. So there's a whole bunch of different things that it could mean. The other thing that I saw, uh, might've been in this one. I saw something else and and I wrote it out to my son. I'll see if I can find it again, but if not, oh well. So all that stuff about the bear, and then I, I I sat up for about two hours. I couldn't go back to sleep. It, it kind of worried me, especially because I thought maybe I had um, injured Cutie or I uh, harmed her in some way, so I was kind of uh, upset about that. But So I sat up and watched uh, some TV shows, and I went back to sleep eventually, about a couple hours later, hour and a half, two hours maybe. And as I was trying to go back to sleep, I was uh, reciting to myself. Do not go back into the bear dream. Do not go back into the bear dream. And then I started reciting to myself, dream about uh, a beautiful girl, or dream about uh, um, the love of your life, or dream about a woman. Or, you know, I I tried to force myself consciously into a subconscious dream state, which I did. Hold on, I'll get back to that in a second. Let me see if this is. Um reckoning. This might have been it. Dreams dreams about bears attacking often symbolize the need to embrace inner strength and resilience. Bears possess immense physical strength and can fight back, even in the face of danger, serving as a reminder to strengthen oneself to navigate life's challenges. Having a bear appear in your dream could signify that you have been relying on external sources instead of finding support within yourself, and see, I dive, I dove within myself over the weekend. Now it's time to tap into your own internal power. This might mean re-evalu- re-evalu- reevaluating long-held beliefs or mindsets, which are no longer relevant or accurate, as well as cultivating habits like self-care practices and empowering affirmations that can help you feel more confident and capable of tackling anything life throws at you. So, damn, it's all interesting how it all kind of intertwined and came together at the same time. It's very interesting. I'm an hour and five minutes and I gotta wrap this thing up uh, with a few things. So, the second dream I had, or uh, the next dream I had, because I kind of willed myself to have it, was a dream about this Canadian woman. I'm not gonna go into the whole thing. I think I wrote down a little bit of it here. Kind of some cliff notes. Um, Yeah, so I I called it the Canadian. Uh, The first one I called the bear. Uh, This one I called the Canadian. Uh, I was on a bus. I was uh, in a downtown area somewhere. Um, I went to some dog areas. There was three dogs with me, so I'm assuming I'm assuming it was Cutie, Cutie Pie. It was my parents' dog, Lucas, and my parents' dog, Simon. Uh, so I took the three dogs out somewhere uh, to a dog area, and it was like an inside dog area where you go and you take your dogs on leash, and they walk around, and they go to the bathroom, and they interact with other animals and other people, and I don't know. It was some kind of interactive thing for dogs. Well, I left that area and I got back on a bus to go back to wherever I was going and realized I only had two of the dogs with me. So somehow I had lost one of the dogs. It wasn't Cutie Pie and It wasn't Lucas. It was the smaller dog, which I'm assuming was my parents' dog, Simon. Uh, their 15 year old, almost 16 year old, maybe uh, one eye, almost blind, deaf. Geriatric dog that I left behind. Some somehow had gotten off the leash, I guess. And, and I left it. So I'm on this bus. There happens to be this canadian woman on that everybody is just fawning over i mean she's just beautiful she's got this accent that everybody's falling in love with uh, real attractive looking uh, female i can hear the whispers and maybe it's because i was silent for two days that i'm hearing everybody's conversation maybe i was uh, still doing a vow of silence in this dream but i'm hearing everybody talk just nonsensical about this woman just really rude kind of crude comments that they're making to themselves oh man what i do to that girl and Oh, I'd love to take her home. And I think I'm going to ask her out. I'm thinking I'm going to ask her. And she was apparently on her way back to Canada. She was taking a bus ride. Uh, all of us were going to get off at a certain point. She was going to continue on this bus and go on up into Canada. So I, I want to say we were in New York and maybe something I might have been visiting my son there in New York. But all these people were going to ask her out. And they were going to say, oh, I'll, I'll um, you know, stay here. I'll, I'll help you get back to Canada. And they had, had all these bad thoughts in their mind, I thought or at least that's the whispers I was hearing, so um, I went and I, I went and sat down to the woman that sat down next to her and I said, look, I said, all these guys are kind of uh, making crude remarks. I'm a good guy. I really, I would like you, would you mind getting off the bus with me? And, and I would like to just hang out with you a little bit. I will help get you to Canada eventually. I will pay for it. I will get you there. I have a passport. I can get you into to Canada and I would like to just hang out with you. I think you're very cool and I would just like to get to know you a little bit. And uh, I had no ill intentions. I had no ulterior motives or anything. I just wanted to, to get to know the girl. And <clears throat> she agreed to it. And there was a guy sitting behind me in, in, in the seat behind us on the bus. And I, I remember he the, leaned his head over and got in my ear and said, that was my pussy fucker. Like, you just stole my girl. That was the girl that I was gonna fuck type thing. Um, and it got kind of aggravated about it. <laughs> but anyway, we got to we got to my stop and, and we got off. Uh, we went back to my apartment. I had an apartment I was sharing with somebody. Um, I think that came into play because I was watching this show on Netflix called Kim's Convenience. And uh, there was... Um, and I know this is what happened. Uh, the, the, one of the main characters there has a roommate and his girlfriend came over and they were having dinner. And um, I think that's exactly what happened is I kind of... I I took that scenario from the TV show and I brought it into my dream and uh, we went back to my apartment I took a shower and I said man we got to go back downtown we got to get this dog so um, I went back downtown I left her at the apartment I said take a shower do whatever you want eat watch TV the apartment is yours I went back downtown I got the dog brought the dog back and then uh, I had a concert planned and I said look I'm sorry I'm going to get back. We're going to spend time together. But I had a concert planned with some friends of mine already. So I'm going to go to this concert. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Please stay. Um, I want to get to know you more. But I already had these plans. And the whole thing goes into this concert. I had to get money. I have an ATM. I got robbed at gunpoint. Um, I went back to the woman. We had a great time. Blah, blah, blah. Another weird dream. And then another dream I had was about a different woman, and this particular woman I did have sex with, and, and um, it was kind of more of a sexual dream. I woke up uh, with a hard-on, humping the bed. It was really weird. <laughs> so three just crazy, out-of-this-world dreams that were very, very vivid, very lucid, I was very in the moment with, and almost uh, too real. So that's that. Um, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I've got a few plugs I want to make. I got a few things that I'm going to say. That's my vow silence. Two days, very, uh, very awakening, very transformative. I highly recommend. Um, just do an hour. If you don't feel like doing a day, you don't feel like doing two days. That's way too much for you. Just try an hour of silence. Try an hour of not saying anything, of not listening to anything, of not putting your earbuds in, of not turning on the TV, not turning on the stereo, the radio, the computer of not looking at your notifications as they come in on your phone. Turn your notifications off. Turn your phone off. Um, I didn't post anything to Facebook. I tried to stay off of Facebook. I tried to stay off on of Instagram, those type things as well. Try it. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, wow. Just do an hour of it. See what happens. See what you learn about yourself. A couple things coming up. Uh, Edisto Blackwater Boogie. If you didn't go last year, go this year. I did, a, I did an Instagram. I did a... a a posting about it, Um, I think it was called the Blackwater, fuck, I don't remember what it was called, let me go to my, let me go back to my YouTubes, and tell you what it was, damn it, Graph Conversations, it was called, I just can't find anything today man i meant to write this down i don't know why i didn't write it down but it was the crafted montage boogie it was uh, 11 months ago it's in between episodes 196 and 197 so if you want to go take a look at it go take a look at it the crafted montage boogie is from one i was a sponsor last year and i went to the event and I, I, I tried to film as much uh, concert and, and musical footage as I could while I was there. They had three stages. It was kind of hard to be at a, every stage at all times. So I got what I could and um, I made a little montage. It's like a, it's an hour and 15 minutes worth of a montage. So get out there. You can fast forward through it and look at some of the acts that were there last year. Um, there's a lot of acts coming up this year. The event is going to be from the 27th to the 29th of October, it's going to be out at Givan State Park, like it was last year. I'll give you a, just a little breakdown of what's happening. So, this is the the main stage, this is uh, the side stage, and the River House stage. This is Friday, October twenty seventh. Um, Scotty Oliver band. You definitely want to don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss Pierce Edens You don't want to miss any of these people, guys. Just look at this list. That's what's happening on Friday. Uh, this is what's happening on saturday again main stage side stage riverhouse stage and then this is sunday a little wind down they're going to do some yoga early in the morning Um, joshua jarman is going to close things out at 11 a.m and and they'll shut things down about a half day on sunday so i would highly recommend if you didn't go last year get out there this year it's a jam good time i'm going to try and get out there if i'm in town if not um, i'll catch some of the highlights the next thing I had on here, I'm going to have uh, about three podcasts coming up with some guests. haven't done any guests in a little while. I think the last guest I might have had actually was Lisa Hoskins, which is what I have up here. I did episodes 200. She was on my 200th episode and episodes 202. I did a two-parter with her. She's got some new new music that she's been working on herself, and I want to um, help showcase some of her Talent and some of her new music that she's got going on. She also does a a pet-setting business. I'm going to Help promote that for a little bit and and just have some laughs and reminisce with this girl. I've known her since uh, 1993 I believe so it's been a while we met in the military and are still friends to this day Um, I've got mr. Slayton Johnson That I want to try and get with hopefully I'm getting back on the road here a little bit maybe the end of this week Or next week. I'm going to be going up to Dangeridge, Tennessee, which is where uh, uh, Slayton and his lovely wife, Lily, live up there. He said probably the end of this month is going to be the last rafting for the year, so I want to try and, before they transition into doing uh, some ski resort stuff, they do that during the wintertime, he and his wife, but I want to get up there and do uh, some rafting before the season closes. um, I told him I want to also do a podcast, and he said, hell, why don't we just do a podcast from the river? And I said, man, you're speaking my language. So we're going to try and do a podcast from the river. Slayton, Mr. Slayton was on episodes 17, 120, 155, and 175. He might have been on even another one besides those, but so he's been on quite often. So get out there and listen to 17, 120, 155, 175. Slayton is a fantastic dude, excellent guest, and we're going to try and do a podcast from the river. What else I got coming up, Uh, Mr. Jeff Ridgway, I spoke with him, not really, he came up and saw me the other day, I think it was Saturday, might have been Sunday, I was up there at Lowe's uh, having a beer and, and enjoying the silence, he came up and said, hey bro, how you doing man, good to see you, we shook hands, and when can we get together for a podcast, and I flipped around my notepad and said, hey man, this is, I'm doing a vow of silence right now, man, sorry, I can't talk, and he's like, oh, I appreciate you um do your thing and, and we'll talk to you later but he wants to get together and do a podcast we've been talking about it for decades not for decades but for ages for a long time so we're going to do that uh jeff ridgeway by the way he's a true this is my my buddy jeff uh he's a true gentleman and a scholar um he is the true demolition man uh, he runs a demolition team i think uh I don't know if it's his own business or what, but he does uh, some demolition now. He is also a pro baseball player. He was in the uh, the Farm League for a little while, up-and-coming rookie. This is his rookie card. Uh, he also has a, a card when he was with the Atlanta Braves. So a lot of cool information about Mr. Ridgway. A lot of stuff I don't even know about Jeff that I want to get in and dive into and find out. So... Um, I've got some Wikipedia pulled up. I'm I'm, going to learn a little bit of information about him, but I really wanted to just pick his brain and learn about him while he's sitting in front of me or beside me or wherever we might sit down to do an episode. So I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking to Jeff and um, seeing what makes him tick, seeing what he's all about. So that's it, guys. This went way longer than I expected it to go. I didn't. I, I wanted to stay under an hour, but I talked too much and I should have done more silence during this episode, highly recommend it. Get out there and hit the YouTubes, man, and just type in vow of silence, the benefits of silence. You'll find a wealth of information out there and videos that you can dive into. Uh, you can even go on the Googles and go out there and just um, find some stuff you could read if you don't want to listen to stuff. And, and, and go ahead and start with silence by just reading. But uh, very interesting stuff. And again, I would highly recommend this book think on these things. I'm only about uh, 15% through it over the past two days. So I've got a lot more to think on. And I will probably do more vows of silence in the near future. And I'm probably going to try and expand and maybe go past the two days. All right, guys, that is it. As always, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. going to finish up my bubbly, my buble. And we will talk to you next time. We will talk to you soon, guys. Love you. Be kind to each other, stay safe, enjoy the universe.